that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people, and I've played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here tonight on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ass to uh, Crimson City sports guy Ken Trahan. I know I just had him on a little while back, but what can I say, man? There's stuff going on. There's stuff going on with the Saints. And all this news about Les Miles, land of Goshen. So we're going to talk with uh, Ken Trahan here on the Spudcast right after this. But here, do your breakers keep breaking? Do you see a spark when you plug in your hairdryer? If you do, I want you to remember one thing. 947-3392. That's Eugene Lawrence's number at E1 Electric. Let's face it, you don't know nothing about electricity, but Eugene does. A licensed and insured electrical contractor, over 25 years experience, him and his crew can do anything for you, from hanging a ceiling fan to rewiring an apartment complex. So before you hear this, you better hear this. Thanks for calling E1 Electric. How can we help you? E1 Electric, 504-947-3392. Spun here. On Friday, two friends told me they had COVID. Monday evening, I started feeling punky. Tuesday morning at 6.30, I was at Rapid Urgent Care getting tested, and by 7 o'clock, I was quarantined. Don't fool around. If you have any symptoms, let the professionals at Rapid Urgent Care diagnose your condition. They've got you covered with eight clinics from Baton Rouge to Bogalusa, from Metairie to Mandeville. You can even visit a doctor online. Mask up and get yourself and your loved ones tested at Rapid Urgent Care. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find the clinic nearest you. Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home? There's only one sure way to fix a flooding problem. Home Team Elevation. End the worry. Stop insurance rate hikes. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. You want design choices? On the Home Team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with Home Team Elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222. 3011222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Okay, so we're talking uh, again to um, my buddy Ken Trahan from Crescent City Sports. It seems like I just had you on, but they just had stuff happen again, Ken. And I, I, I'm sorry, I just I got to have it explained to me because I'm just no good at this kind of stuff. By the way, how you doing? How's it going? I'm doing fine. Anytime you call, I'm I'm all good. Oh man! Oh, I wish I had money. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have some new digs if I had some money. Um. Okay, let's start with the first off. Uh, the Saints have now. I, I I like to watch football, and that's about it. I I know the basics of it. I know a trick play when I see one, uh, but I don't know football. I certainly don't know the business end of this. And you with work at the Hall of Fame and Crestley Sports for uh, years, and you you know what's going on. They got rid of Morstead, who was very popular here. They got rid of two or three other people, and they're getting rid of like Cam Jordan and somebody else. They're getting them to rework their their uh, money. They got Breeze to rework his money, which a lot of people are assuming that he's going to go ahead and retire since they cut it from like twenty million dollars down to one point seven five. Which, quite frankly, if I had one point seven five million dollars, you'd never see me again, Ken. I'd be a gone for calm. But that all being said, exactly what's going on with the Saints with all of this kind of stuff? Uh, what are they doing? Well, they've got to get down to the the cap limit, which is between 180 million and 185 million by March 17th. So they've got, at this point, what nine days to get to that level. So they're making a lot of moves to do it uh, by releasing players, restructuring players frequently, 
and still some more moves to be made. And there's a lot of conjecture about what's left to be done, including the possibility of trading some key players or a few players. If they can't trade them, then they would release them to save budget as well. They've mm-hmm. restructured David Onyemata, restructured Cam Jordan, restructured Drew Brees already prior to whatever's going to happen with him with retirement. Then they've also uh, done long-term contract extensions, or they're seeking, not done, but seeking contract extensions with Ryan Ramchak and Marshawn Lattimore, two key players whose contracts are up next year. And if they do extend those contracts, then it would reduce what they cost against the salary cap, which is the key to that. Uh, then there's a report that they're exploring trading Quan Alexander, Latavius Murray, and Emmanuel Sanders, if they can find trade partners because of the cost that those players bring to the table. And still, they've got to deal with some guys that are unsigned. Key players like Trey Hendrickson, like Marcus Williams, like Jameis Winston. So they've got some key guys that they still have to sign. So there's a lot to be done prior to March 17th because when the season ended this past season, the Saints were by far the highest over the cap of any team in the NFL. Why? Because they were all in on trying to win the Super Bowl this past season. Yeah. That's why they had uh, the issues they had. You can't, no one can ever blame them for not trying to win. No one can ever blame the owner for not paying. They were the highest in terms of cost in the league of any team in the league. So they were all in. It didn't happen. And now they've got to pay the price, right? Yeah. Now, when you talk about extending, okay, all right. So the cap is 180 to 185. I mean, you know where to begin to ask all this kind of stuff. The caps are 180 to 185. They were all in this year. So did they exceed the cap this year, this past season? They were they met they met the level of, of the cap this past year, and now the cap's been set for next year. And as a result, and the pandemic changed a lot of stuff. Now the issues of where it's at create this situation where they have to move it. So no, it changes all the time. So yeah. that's okay. That's, well, I remember last time I remember hearing the number, it was 153 million. So that was 30 million ago. So, okay, but I mean, if Drew Brees redid his $20 million a year contract down to 175, that that's a gigantic hole, isn't it? Or is that just, is that just what, uh, what, uh, uh, the punter, God, now I'm stuck on his name on all this stuff. Yeah. Morstead. So, I mean, are they, it's, it's, I don't, I, okay. I, I, I still don't get it. All right. So So, the salary cap cap this past season was estimated to be at 198.2 million. So it was significantly more. Uh, that's that's a lot more than 180. So so obviously it was more this past year. It's reduced this year. The reason it was more last year was pandemic related. It's back to being reduced this year. Mm-hmm. So they have to subtract. And then on top of that, the other part of the, the answer to the question was that some players, their contracts count more against the cap this coming year than they did last year. So it's all about how the contracts are written. Some guys, salary cap issues they're applicable year to year so one year the guy might count 10 million against the cap the next year he counts 13 million against the cap so it's all about how the contracts are structured on a year-to-year basis so there's it's a very complicated situation i certainly didn't sign up to do what i do to talk about money but here we are doing it yeah yeah all right well but the thing of it is you would think there's a cap so you got 180 million bucks Go out and hire $180 million worth of the biggest, toughest, most talented meat you can and stick them out there in the field and let them do what they do. And next year, if the cap is 185, get another $5 million bucks. But again, I got to wonder, I mean, how how un, 
how far away from the cap since they redid Breeze's thing? They dropped that thing like 18, 20 million bucks. And and for some and and and, it, and yet it only counts ten million for the ne- each year for the next two years. That's something else I don't understand. You know, if he dropped his price twenty million dollars, then it should be a twenty million dollar hole in the cap. Yeah, there's there. It's again, every situation, every discussion is is different, and every one of these issues and every one of these contracts are different in how they're written, and we're not necessarily privy to every one of them. You can go to Spotrac dot com s p o t r a c and see the contracts of respective players to get some sort of perspective on who's making what and therefore how much more uh, you have to come up with uh, to make sure that you're at the number that you need to be at and i do that from time to time just to check up on it and of course with the moves the most recent moves checked on that too the saints still have the most number over the cap but uh, they're in a position where they're getting better and they're getting closer and like i said they have nine days uh, to be able to work out things to get to where they need to get. And I suspect that, uh, therefore, in, in that period of time, we're probably going to hear something about Breeze. But on top of that, I think there's going to be a few more moves made with regard to releasing players if they can't trade them. And mm-hmm. do they want to release all these players? No, of course not. But you can't keep everybody. They were loaded up last year with a roster that was very deep uh, to be able to withstand injuries, which they did. And now what I would say about the coming year is by the time they're they're at their final roster. They're probably still going to be a pretty good team. Probably yeah. could be a winning team. Uh, maybe not quite as good a winning team, but what they would lack compared to last year is depth. Last year, if somebody got hurt, they had a guy step in. They had no issues. They didn't miss anything. Yeah. For instance, Nick Easton started at guard for them most of the year last year. They released him already. And that's all about the cap. You know, Josh Hill's been a yeah. starter at the end for years now. They released him. Thomas Moore said their punter was the highest paid punter in the league. They released him. Well, when when they do that though, if somebody okay, it's it's like uh, I'm I'm up for free agency, so you either got to bid on me or let me go. If they go somewhere else, is someone able to pay more money? Or the fact that Morstead is now the highest paid punter, period, in the whole league anyway, is he going to get the same money the Saints have been playing, paying him someplace else? Or no matter where he goes, he's going to get less money because he's been cut loose and people going to no, go. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not he's a bargain, cut, but still. No. Yeah. He's been cut loose, so he, he would negotiate whatever he could. Uh, and there's only 32 of those jobs in the league. I, I'd like to think that he's still good enough to kick somewhere and somebody's going to give him a chance because of his track record. I sure hope so because he's an awesome guy. Uh, but, no, he wouldn't make the kind of money he made here. That was the reason they let him go because he was the highest-paid punter in the league. Well, what about – I mean, okay, so they're talking to Marshawn Lattimore and a couple other people, and yeah. they're, they're talking about long-terming their contract. So they're right. renegotiating their contract. So that means, okay, next year their contract was going to be up. But if they negotiate a long-term contract with them, that means they can start paying them less right. now. They spread and, it out. Yeah. They spread it. So the money becomes backloaded. So in 2020, if you extend them now – well, now in 2021, they make this amount. 2022, they make this amount. And then maybe by 23, they're making a lot more. In other words, you can you can sign a five-year, $150 million deal. And that, that equate, you know, I'm just using figures. Yeah, I got you. I'm using figures, but that would equate to X amount a year. Well, that doesn't mean you're going to make X amount a year. What it means is one year you might make a far lesser amount, but then on the back end of the contract, you make a lot more uh, than mm-hmm. you made early in the contract. And the bottom line is you still make the same money over the course of the contract. It's just structured differently. So the player and the agent have to take the chance on that. And, of course, in the NFL, 
what really matters is not the, the contract money, but the guaranteed money. It's all about how much of it is guaranteed mm -hmm. because if it's not guaranteed, well, then you can yeah. get well, you can get you can also get hurt. You're gonna get hurt and you still got your guaranteed money. You ain't gonna make the hundred and fifty million. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. You get you get you're gonna you're gonna get the guaranteed money regardless. So that's always the number you look at in these contracts. How long got him up against the clock already? How long do they normally extend a contract like Lattimore's? It could be a five-year. And I understand why they would want to stay. I mean, they're used to playing with Sean Payton. New Orleans is a home, you know. Uh, uh, and frankly, they, they know this this stuff. They, if they went to another team, they'd kind of have to learn a whole new system to make themselves fit in. They already fit in here. So I can understand why somebody would agree to negotiate a longer-term contract because they're still going to make a bunch of money. They ain't got to find a new house. Their kids can still go to the same school. You know, it makes a lot of sense to stay put. But eventually, I mean, if somebody comes along and offers them twice the money they're getting here, then you'd be a ding-dong to stay. You'd be going over there. Yeah, the extensions could be anywhere from two years to five years. And that happens typically. Seldom do they go beyond five years because of the NFL and its mortality rate. You mm -hmm. know, we see in Major League Baseball, sometimes these guys get 10-year contracts, right? You know, and that's it's a different sport. I'm not saying that you don't get hurt in baseball in the yeah. wear and tear. Certainly there, but it's not as violent is football where yeah. your career could could basically end in a day so typically speaking when you talk about extensions seldom do you see anything go beyond a five-year realm it's more like two three somewhere up in there and you think they're going to get a contract with Jameis winston and they're going to keep uh um uh wonder boy I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm, they're i think they're going to keep i think they're going to resign winston i think they like him and I think they're going to resign. The only way it doesn't happen is somebody makes an astronomical offer, but I don't think that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think he's back, and I think they resign him. Trey Hendrickson is obviously a priority. He was second in the league in sacks last year, but that's going to attract a lot of money from other teams. So yeah. whether or not they can match that remains to be seen. And then Marcus Williams, their safety, who had his best year this past year, his contract's up. And, again, can they afford to keep all three of those guys? That's the big question because those three guys or their priorities of the guys that they have out there that are still free agents. So yeah. can't they be creative to keep all three? You hope so, but you can certainly understand if they don't. And Wonderboy is Taysom Hill. That's, Taysom that's, Hill, sure. Yeah, yeah and he's going to stay. Well, he's under contract for one more year. So you know, so why are they not talking about extending his contract? Well, because obviously they, they maybe they are. But bottom line is they haven't done anything with that. He's got a – a good deal for this coming season. You're making nearly 11 million. He's he's in good shape. So, yeah. And I, the other answer to that is simple, and that is that it depends on what they do with Winston, and what ends up happening this year. Look, they could go into the season and he ends up being uh, good and ends up being a starter. He being Hill, and during the season they could work out a, a contract extension. So, I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities there. So, but again. The not knowing where they're going with this quarterback position certainly leaves all of this open to conjecture. All right. Well, when we get back here on the Spudcast podcast with Ken Trahan, we'll conjecture about what's been going on up at LSU. Anyway, y'all stick around. We're coming right back at you. Spud here. You know, the last couple of years, I got to be buddies with attorney Mike Brandner, the guy Gambit readers have voted the state's best lawyer two years running. Yeah, he, he's been on that super lawyers list longer than I can remember. But you don't make a number one on those lists because you have witty commercials. You make it because you treat your clients like they're number one. And that's what Mike Brander does. His clients are like his friends. He helps them through the tough times until he can get them a big check from the big insurance companies. So if you're in a wreck, get the big guy in your corner. Get Mike Brander, 345-1111. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee. 
and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. And we're back on the Spudcast podcast, talking out my ask with Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, which, by the way, is the place for you guys to go to find out sports about everything. And you, you do like, like prep football, too, don't you? I mean, you mostly cover professional, but you do college and prep, don't you? Oh, all the time. I'm high school sports are my, my, my love, and I do games all the time and cover games all the time and do a statewide radio show. And our website, CrescentCitySports.com, our biggest audience is prep. So it's, it's, it's gigantic. It's been a, a large part of the institution of my life. Much coolness. Well, uh, from prep, from peewee to junior varsity to varsity to college, it's, I mean, and, and all these people are in the pros. Very few of them have not played football their entire lives. Uh, some of them have come from basketball, but they've all been basically athletes their entire lives to, to, to reach this level. One of the levels, uh, the most important step before they get into the pros is college football. And uh, there has been all kinds of debate across the board about whether college athletes should be paid or whether they should be figuring out a way to be compensated. Um, some, the, the rules to me, seem uh, two-faced what the NCAA does, but it's their rules. I buy a ticket, I go cheer for the Tigers. One of the rules that are now, unfortunately, uh, being discussed, and it's not only that, it's Title IX and the feds and everything else, it's uh, it's sexual harassment and, uh, and, and things that happen not only between students, uh, athletes, and, uh, and co-eds on campus, but now we're hearing these stories about Les Miles and, and Alexander uh, said he should be fired and he was and now he's he's coaching up in Kansas and they put him on administrative leave pinning the outcome of this this uh, this thing. Um, I went to college for nine years as an undergrad and a graduate, Ken, and I have to tell you that, yes, the whole time I was in college, I tried to coerce ladies into uh, into uh, being affectionate with me. But when they said no, it was no. And I guess that's the line that's been crossed or allegedly been crossed. And now they're opening up a big old investigation. And it's, I guess it's just one more stain on football in general. Well, it's certainly a stain on LSU. I mean, from the standpoint of the Hush Blackwell report, 148 pages, 18 recommendations came out of it. And, and they were pretty strong. And then, of course, the allegations were, were very serious. Uh, two former players. Uh, and, you know, again, the allegations, if these are true, and there seems to be a lot of substance to it, mm-hmm. then what happened was awful. Should never have happened with these two players, Drake Davis and Darius Geis. When you read about it, and the thing that bothers you most is that it wasn't just one 
incident or yeah. with one person. It was multiple incidents. And in the case of guys with multiple persons. And then, of course, when the university is made aware of it and people that are part and parcel of this in the athletic department don't do anything about it or even cover it up, then you've got a, an even bigger problem. You've taken a big problem and you've made it gigantic in the process. Mm -hmm. And the report names names and talks about what happened. And our LSU assistant, Mickey Joseph, is mentioned in the report of being put in the in the very difficult position of trying to keep Drake Davis away from his former girlfriend, uh, Jay Lewis, the LSU tennis player whom he allegedly abused. And that keep them away from him instead of reporting it to the authorities, to police yeah. and stuff. Well, that's wrong, obviously. So, I mean, keep them away. That's that's ridiculous. And then, of course, with Geis, all kinds of, of uh, allegations against him and what he did. Les Miles, you spoke about in several allegations there he's denied every one of them your your due process is certainly applicable here yes yeah. guilty but certainly uh, there are a lot of a lot of damning things there and uh, joe oliva wanted to fire him back in 2013 and now we know why uh, he, two reasons number one he inherited him and he wanted his own coach but two he knew about this stuff and so therefore you know there's a lot here that well, wait, wait, wait 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 before you go any further i mean Oliva wanted to fire him. And I remember this, but I none of this stuff had come out, so I didn't know why. So everybody yeah. I guess that's why everybody was putting the uh putting the boo-hoo on Oliva going, hey man, leave him alone, you know? I mean yeah. he, he may not be he's he's the win at, at that time he was the winningest LSU coach. He didn't have the national 30, championships, but he was know. thirty-four and six in two thousand thirteen as the LSU coach. So no way and no how are you gonna fire a thirty-four and six coach unless something really serious had occurred. And even though he wanted his own coach. He couldn't fire him with that record, but he could fire him with due cause if he knew that something had gone on. And what we find out through the report is that an internal investigation in 2013 revealed that Miles had been accused of kissing a female student worker on two occasions and became very active in the hiring process of the student workers, wanting them to look a certain way. The board members agreed to put a stop to his actions by ordering him not to hire female workers and to stay away from them. But apparently uh, that was not the case. Mm -hmm. Now, Miles is denying this. And again, you're afforded due process. And of course, Kansas, as you mentioned, has put him on leave at this time. And Oliva wanted to do something with him, but the board didn't let him. So it looks like uh, several times here, there was an effort on the part of, of some people to do the right things, but it got stopped by others in athletics. Mm -hmm. When it shouldn't have been. Now, well, the only, I mean, this, the only other thing I'll say about the report is that <laughs> the one person that comes out of it and and doesn't look bad is Orgeron because Ed, his name isn't even mentioned. Yeah. In 48 pages, did he know about any of this? Probably knew about some of it, but he wasn't, again, accused of anything. So mm -hmm. he comes out of it, I think, okay. Well, you know what you're sitting and talking about this. Uh, I I I watched a documentary uh, last year sometime. And a woman accused uh, Jameis Winston of some stuff when he was a quarterback in Florida. And Mark. yeah, you know, so where did that go? So where's any of this stuff going to go? I think this adds to the argument that a lot of people have that they spend more time and money on athletics than they do in educating people. And that's just more fuel for their fire. Well, I mean, the Jameis Winston situation was a totally different situation. And there was a settlement of sorts reached there. Mm -hmm. So Something went on there that wasn't good at all. He settled in 2012 uh, with his accuser back then. So, 
uh, again, with regard to Winston, you, you have to believe that he's matured. It certainly appears that way. Uh, that will never go away. That was always there. Each case is individual, and I think sure. that's important. Well, I didn't. I didn't know there was a settlement. I just saw. I just saw a documentary, and I didn't even see the whole thing. I just saw bits and pieces of it, and this woman accusing him. You know. Yeah. But well, uh, well if he if he settled up, it's over with. Yeah, they settled. Uh, it was it was public domain, and she was identified, and she spoke out publicly. Erica Kinsman, and they did settle. So that uh, that was done, and that's over with. And you move on, and and hopefully you learn and. And uh, you have a better life. And obviously, in this particular case, with the abuses that we're hearing about, not only are they serious, they're, they're, they're awful. And also, on top of that, if people knew about it in the department and they did not report it uh, properly to authorities, well, then they should bear full responsibility. Because what's happened there is that two uh, athletic employees have been suspended. Mm -hmm. But that's it. But three, what, 30 days without paying, 21 days without paying, and one of them's got to go to Title IX class? Right, 31 and 21, and they undergo sexual violence training. So, uh, and that to me, uh, I mean, if you're asking me my opinion, doesn't mean I'm right or wrong. Yeah. I think uh, at least one of those persons, knowing what, what I've read, probably should have been fired. Uh, the other may be suspended longer, but that's just an opinion. And let me, in full disclosure, one of the people suspended is a friend of mine who I've had on my radio shows on many occasions and I've known for many years. But when it comes to being a reporter, you have to be fair, you have to be accurate, uh, and you have to take off your, you know, the, mm -hmm. the jaded glasses to, to read something correctly and, and voice, uh, you know, an intelligent and honest opinion. And I certainly think that in the case of that individual, a longer suspension was probably warranted. And in the case of the other, I'm thinking that uh, that person uh, should have been dismissed. Are they, are they uh, the victims in this who have come forward and made these allegations? Are they... I'm sure they're lawyering up and going after the school or at the athletic department at the very least. Um, well, certainly that's, I mean, that's their prerogative. I, I suspect that once this report came out, it's only going to give them more ammunition. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know though. You know what? I mean, I've never been in this boat and let me say, I've got two daughters, but mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know what I really and truly don't know what to think about this. I've had so many conversations with Dale Standifer and other people run the battered women's clinic. And I just go, you know what? There's a place for you to go to get out of there. And then somebody, somebody texted me one time ago. It's not always as easy as that. And I'm going, well, I guess it must not be if, if you can text me and say this, but if it means, you know, you and your children getting beaten and abused and staying or having a place to go to, I, I don't know. Well, it's the same thing here. I mean, I know this a lot of times that, that uh, especially students, feel threatened that they're going to like all the years that they put into their education to be booted out the window. Cause you know, all these people in power have all this say so over them. But the bottom line is, yeah, it's, it's shame that it had to come this far, uh, you know, before they actually feel safe enough to come out and say something about it. Well, I mean, I think that the light at the end of the tunnel here is, is the fact that all of this has come out. Maybe just maybe this changes the behavior mode and, and the pattern of, of suspected or alleged abuse moving forward, not just at LSU, but at other schools, because you know that these things have happened in other oh. places. That's not to exonerate LSU in any way, shape or form. But I think that when it gets to be public and when they see uh, the seriousness of this being reported and all the allegations and all the things that vilify uh, people involved with the athletic department from players to administrators to a coach or two, well, then I think that that acts, I gotta believe that's gonna be a deterrent 
moving forward for others, because I don't think anyone wants to be seen in that light. So yeah. in life, ultimately, when there are deterrents, I think you probably see less of things being committed. Maybe. But then again, you also have people out there who think they're invincible because everybody's born True. sunshine. And then you also got people who are, uh, hey, guess what? There's sicko pervs out there. And nope. uh, they can promise. I promise I'll never do it again. And as soon as they're, as soon as the the limelight is turned away to somebody else, they're right back in the shadow. Well, there is there is a culture in athletics, certainly, where in some places uh, they feel like they're above it, and that because they're the, the star syndrome, they're going to be protected. I don't think there's any doubt that that's true in some instances. Yeah. Ken Trahan, always a pleasure and always educational when I talk to you, man. I appreciate you taking the time. I'll uh, I'll catch up with you soon. Thank you, Spud. Always a pleasure. All right, man. Y'all are going to wrap up the Spudcast right after this. Ready to wave bye-bye to this rotten year? Then get the greatest holiday gift of 2020, the iWave air purifier from Serentine Comfort Systems. This proven ion technology kills molds, allergens, bacteria, even viruses, including COVID-19. Serentine can install the iWave right in your existing AC unit. No UV bulbs, no filters, no maintenance, and all for about 25 bucks a month. Call your iWave dealer, Serentine Comfort Systems, at 504-833-8831. 504-833-8831. Hey, what you gonna do this weekend? You can't go dancing and go to the show because the Corona Cootie's back with a vengeance. Oh, I got an idea. Go fishing. Yeah, get yourself a licensed and insured guide on lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. And at lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos galore from all the happy fishermen and women and kids and... Don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. Okay, so uh, Kenny Trahan with all the scoop on all the scoop stuff. Thanks for joining me, Kenny. I appreciate it. Thank you all for joining me. Tomorrow on the Spudcast, we're going to talk to Layla Marcos, who I knew back doing the news at WWL, and now she's like a like a life coach and a, a, I don't know what the heck she is. So we'll talk to her tomorrow about all that. In the meantime, thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast. You can find this Spudcast on uh, Red Circle and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Amazon and Public Radio and Stitcher. And on my Facebook page at Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big Teasy, and on Twitter at SpudGotDat. If you would like to sponsor the Spudcast or if you want to have it mailed directly to you, just contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Till tomorrow when we talk to Lena Marco, Spud here. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.